The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Well, welcome back to the GCBC podcast, where we discuss with our leaders and members of our church the why and how of ministry in the life of our church. And we pray, as always, that it'll encourage your spiritual growth for the glory of God. And again, I'm your host, Corey Milliken, subbing in for Corey Freeman today. Well, we are doing a bit of a part two on evangelism. What is it? Why we struggle to do it? Why we should do it? And some ideas for how to grow in it this summer. Well, last time on the podcast, we looked at six reasons why we should evangelize. And here they are just as a summary. We need to evangelize because God has commanded us to, because it brings God glory and pleases Christ, because we love God and we love people, because God uses evangelism to grow us, because it makes us more like Christ, and because we are all evangelists. And so those are six compelling reasons for us to be about evangelism. A couple of weeks ago, I was downtown in Placerville with a group doing outreach at the Main Street Market, and I was with Charlene Stewart, one of our dear saints here at the church, and she admittedly is fearful and feels weak about evangelism, but she came, and I was so encouraged because I was able to put my arm around her and say, sister, me too. I have butterflies in my stomach every time I think about it. And that's why I know I have to do it. I have to stretch myself in evangelism because if I don't, then I won't. And there's lots of reasons why we don't. We looked at a few of those. Uh, We feel like we won't know how. Like we might get asked a question that we don't know the answer to. Or maybe bad theology. We think, well, God doesn't need me. Uh, He can use someone else. I'm, I'm not good at it anyways. It's not my gifting. But we forget that actually God has gifted us all with the greatest gift, which is Christ himself and the news about him to be proclaimed in all the world. So rather than being fearful of losing friends or hurting people's feelings, no, we need to remember that God is saving people into the family of God through evangelism and saving them for eternity. So those are some reasons why we should evangelize. But next we need to think about well, what is evangelism? Maybe you think, okay, I, I, I know I need to do it, but what is it? Well, Again, maybe you're thinking, yeah, 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 I know what evangelism is. It's sharing the gospel with people. Well, I want to just think through this a little bit as we get to what evangelism is. First, let's think about what evangelism is not. What are some things that evangelism is not? Let me just list them out here for us. Evangelism is not just being a nice person to unbelievers. In fact, no one has ever been crucified for helping old ladies across the street or taking out your neighbor's garbage or holding open doors at Starbucks. Now, are those good things? Yes, of course. And we should be doing those things. We should be kind to everyone, courteous. But we don't want to say that being nice by itself is evangelism. Be a nice person. And for some of us, yeah, we need to work on that too. We need to be kind people. We need to be the nicest people in the world because of Christ. But that's not the only thing we need to work on. That's not the most important thing that we need to work on as we think about evangelism. So yes, be a nice person and let that move you into a place where you can then evangelize. But being nice in and of itself is not evangelism. In fact, LDS, Mormons, Catholics, Muslims, they can be really nice, polite people, generous, in fact, very generous, but no one's ever been crucified because they were a nice person. Now, why was Jesus crucified? We need to think about that because if we're going to be like Jesus and follow him, we need to remember that we identify with him. We're going to suffer like him, but 
It's worth it. It is worth it. So why was Jesus crucified? Well, it was because he preached the gospel. He preached a message that was offensive to the hearts of sinners, but in the end was exactly what they needed, the remedy they needed for their sin-sick souls. And so evangelism is not just hanging out with unbelievers, not just being friends with unbelievers. Evangelism is not just winning an argument. Evangelism is not being a Republican, saying you're pro-life, inviting unbelievers to church, even sharing your testimony, although sharing your testimony could be part of your evangelism. Praying for unbelievers isn't even evangelism, although we should pray for unbelievers in our evangelism. Going to Bible study, living morally, those things are not evangelism in themselves. Should we be doing and saying these things? Yes, they're good things, but we don't want to confuse them in and of themselves with evangelism. And so I wonder if you take all these things away that evangelism is not, can can we still say that we have been faithful in evangelism? Can we say that? So if these things aren't evangelism, then, then what is evangelism? What is this thing? Well, according to the New Testament, one has said that, uh, It is preaching the gospel, very simply. It is communication where Christians make themselves the spokesperson for God's message of mercy to sinners. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but I think all those words are necessary to guide us away from all the misconceptions of evangelism. Hear that again. According to the New Testament, it is preaching the gospel. Evangelism is communication where Christians make themselves the spokesperson for God's message of mercy to sinners. You could say it is the act of one beggar, you and me, telling another beggar where to find bread. It's preaching the gospel. It's being God's messenger of the good news for sinners. You could say it's it's the act of being a verbal witness to the gospel, someone who tells the truth about the good news of salvation. It's heralding good news to anyone who will listen. Now, we need to notice that we don't say that evangelism is getting people saved. That's not our job. We aren't able to save people. That's the job of God. But to evangelize, it does not mean, it doesn't mean to win converts. Evangelizing isn't winning people primarily. It isn't getting people saved, but it is compelling them. It is it is announcing to them good news and pleading with them to turn from their sin and to trust in Christ. And we leave the results in the Lord's hands. Mark Dever, a faithful pastor in the Washington, D.C. area, has said that success in evangelism isn't defined in terms of results, but only in terms of faithfulness to the message preached. Let me say that again. Success in evangelism isn't defined in terms of results, but only in terms of faithfulness to the message preached. And I think that's really encouraging to us because we get fixated on results if it's if it doesn't yield results, then maybe it's not worth doing. If I can't visibly see what is being produced by this activity that I'm doing, then maybe it's not worth it. That's why we love chores. Well, we don't love them, but if we had to do a chore, sweeping or vacuuming or mowing the lawn, those are those are very rewarding chores because we see the results almost instantly. Well, we know that's not always the case with evangelism. We trust the Lord with the results, and we preach the message. That's that's what we want to be faithful to. So let me ask you this. Was the message that you preached, well, we can ask ourselves this question. Was the message that we preached when we preached to our friends accurate and helpful for them to understand it? As we think about what the gospel is, was it helpful? Did we help them understand it? If if yes, then that was a success. That was successful evangelism. Isn't that kind of relieving to to know that our job is to be faithful? to proclaim, to herald the message, and to make it clear. That's it. We're not uh, responsible for the results. 
And so in evangelism, as we think about what it is, it's declaring on the authority of God that what he has done to save sinners, declaring what he's done to save sinners, to warn men of their lost condition, to direct them to turn from their sin, to repent, and to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what evangelism is. And brothers and sisters, I think we should be encouraged by that because often we get our minds fixed on the results and that discourages us because, well, I can't guarantee the results and it's too hard and difficult anyways, so I might as well just not do it. Well, the idea that the New Testament gives us is that God is in charge of the results and we are responsible to be faithful with the message that has saved us and made us his. And so let's do that. But then we need to think about what is the gospel? We know what evangelism is now. It is heralding on the authority of God, what he has done to save sinners and to warn them of their lost condition and tell them to repent. In other words, preaching the gospel. It's communicating where Christians make themselves a spokesperson for God's message of mercy to sinners. And so what is that message? Well, there's several parts of the gospel that we need to include in order to be faithful in evangelism. Let me just walk through them briefly here. So we've thought about first uh, what evangelism is not what evangelism is, but then what is this message in evangelism? Well, first it's this, that God is the creator. He's holy and he requires perfect obedience. Perfect obedience. Now, that's a problem, right? And that's what we need to get to next. The problem is that God is holy and we're not. We fall short. We've sinned and fallen short of the perfect standard of God. And we need to know verses about these things. Romans 3, 23. Romans 6.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. Romans 6.23 is the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So remember those verses. So first, God is the holy and perfect creator. Second, man is hopeless and sinful. Thirdly, God did something about it. He didn't leave us to our destruction like we deserved, hell, But Christ is the Savior, and he made a way for us. He came to earth both as God and sinless man. He lived a perfect, righteous life. He died on the cross even though he was perfect to pay sin's penalty. And so that's what God did about it. God sent his own son into the world. In fact, 1 Peter 3.18 is a great verse for that. It says that Jesus Christ died the righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God. So think about that verse. So third, God did something about it. Fourth is that man must repent. We must repent. Sinners must repent and believe in this good news. Repent of everything that dishonors God and believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Call people to turn from their sin, to trust in Christ, leave their sin behind, and to follow after Jesus, who alone can make them right with God, who can forgive their sins and give them hope for eternal life. And so those are four kind of anchors for our our gospel message. First, God is holy and perfect as the Creator. Second, man is hopeless and sinful. Third, God did something about it. He did not leave us in our destruction like we deserve, but he sent Christ, the Savior. He made a way for us. And then fourth, man must repent and believe in the good news and trust in Christ as Savior and Lord. And so no matter what the result is, if you do this in love and gentleness and and respect with urgency and pleading, you are faithful and successful in evangelism. That's encouraging. So we're all evangelists. This is who we are. We talked about last time that we're all fishers of men. Listen to this encouraging quote about who we are as Christians to remember our identity as ambassadors for Christ. Evangelism is to Christianity what veins are to our bodies. You can cut Christians anywhere and they should bleed evangelism. This is is who we are. I, I like that picture. Poke us, cut us, open us up and see who we are and we will see 
person will see that we are evangelists. This is this is who we are. So what are some takeaways? Well, I want to just encourage you in some practical ways that you can be thinking about evangelism. First of all, be praying. Confess that if you've been weak in evangelism, that that's just the place that you want to start. Lord, I'm, I've been weak and I've not been faithful. Help me to be faithful with this message and help me to, to repent of things that I thought were evangelism or thought what it meant to be a Christian, but really aren't. And help me to be faithful with the message of salvation. And then start with praying with a brother or sister. Get, get someone in our church to ask you, uh, to, to, uh, to ask you, how is it going? And who are you praying for? And get them to pray with you for specific people in your life. And then pray for our church as well. Pray for our witness. Pray that we would be faithful to reflect love and care for one another and then to the world. Pray for each other's work lives and at home. Pray that we do good in the world and honor God and proclaim the gospel. Pray that we'd see hospitality as an important part of being a Christian and pray with one another. Come to our prayer and testimony nights on the fourth Sunday of every month and pray for our evangelism together with God's people. We learn how to pray better for evangelism as we hear the prayer request of others. And just remember that you're not alone. As you share those names with others in our church and you pray together for them and you invite them to spend time with you and those that you're trying to reach, you're going to be strengthened and encouraged in your evangelism. Also, look for other areas of outreach. Uh, Maybe you have a specific area of outreach in mind that you can help our church with. Maybe uh, VBS or youth ministries. Uh, Maybe you can come to our local outreach that we're doing in Placerville this summer. Uh, Maybe there's a homeless shelter that you could serve with in Sacramento, or maybe there's community groups that you could be a part of for the sake of the gospel to redeem those opportunities to share Christ with them. What about on college campus or being part of the prison ministry that the Cotes are are leading up? There's all sorts of ways that we can be stretching ourselves in evangelism. I just want to encourage you to talk about those ideas, pray for them, and pray for one another as we seek to be faithful with the gospel. So we've talked about what evangelism is not, what it is, and what's the message. So let's get after it, church. Let's pray that the Lord would grow us again this summer in our evangelism. 